Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beyond Trans. My name is Andre, and this is our podcast, Beyond Trans, and I'm your host today. We are actually at a Pride Festival, and (laughs) I can't believe this, but I'm actually meeting up with a friend that we actually originally met in New York City, and we were looking for gay safe roommates and (laughs) we had posted ads at the LGBT uh, bulletin board and we contacted each other that way and we contacted each other before we came out and then we knew each other as we were coming out as trans and now we're meeting up here at a pride festival and it's it's very it's I'm just so present to the transcendentalness of life because we don't see each other that often. Her name is Anne. Um, and so welcome to Beyond Trans. This is episode three of Taboo Topics. And so we're just going to freeform it and uh, discuss taboo topics, what's not comfortable to talk about or safe in the transgender community, and put it on the table and air it out because. That's what being healthy is all about. Not having any shame, not hiding anything, being out and being who we are. So, here we go. So, hi Anne, welcome. Hello. (laughs) Um, I'd like to start off with your coming out story because we've gotten some email requests from people just talking about how important it is uh, to them that they hear different coming out stories. So, if you would just take a few minutes to share about yourself and your journey so far and coming out and like that. Alright, well, I came out, like, actually came out around February 2017 or so, 2018, something like that. Because I started HRT November 2016, but I kept it hidden from the family because being a person of color, we still have a problem within the community of having acceptance from our own people, you know? And I grew up with um, kind of a mixed culture because I had Puerto Rican step family, but my family, my birth family was black. (laughs) And so I grew up in that environment that was completely homophobic and transphobic. Wow. And so, yeah, I realized I was trans when I was like 13 though, but I repressed it like crazy because of how much it was hated. Like, I couldn't even grow my nails. Like, my grandma would freak out at even the slightest mention of me not being a cis male. So, yeah, I went all those years. I got to college around 18, and that's when I started, like, cross-dressing and experimenting and realizing that I want to not be cis. And then, like, I came back home. There was more fights because then I was more open about it because I was open about my cross-dressing. It pissed the family off, of course. And I started to realize cross-dressing is not enough. I want more, I said. It's not enough. I'm so happy when I cross-dress, but I want more, more permanence, you know? And then I realized I was actually transgender, MTF transgender. And so I tried to start HRT at 22. Complete fail. Again, family hated it to death. So I started focusing my sights on New York, New York City, because it's so much more open there. And I saw that they had a trans clinic there called Cowan Lord. 
And so once again, I kept it hidden from family. I said I was going <laughs> to, speaking of taboo topics, I actually lied. <laughs> I am. Um, I like, I covered it up as me like moving there for like college and animation, which was kind of half true anyways, but not the main reason. I went there and I started HRT Informed Consent at 26 years of age, which was 2016, November 2016. I was 26. And yeah, that's how I started. And then like, I was on it for like three or four months until I decided, because I had to keep presenting like I was cis male, yeah. which wasn't me. Right. And it kind of, about, it was fine for a little bit, but it made me miserable as time went on because HRT, at least MTF perspective, which is mine, it like, the mental changes come so much quicker wow. than the physical changes. Wow. And um, could you just say a little bit more, say a little bit more about that, Anne? Like, what could you please describe the mental changes? what that's like for you and like how what you notice the mental changes alright first of all the biggest thing I noticed was my libido going down that was a huge one that like changed my life right there cause I was kind of fucking sex obsessed can I cuss on this yeah good well, <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> I was fucking like a sex obsessed fiend as a cis male and like my only drives in life were what testosterone did for me. <laughs> and um, I kind of like focused everything on my art and stuff through that drive I had. But it went down with estrogen and it changed into a different kind of libido. And like, that was the big one because that like made me like kind of relax and focus on like life again and like goals again. And also emotions. Emotions went sky high. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like a robot before transition. And all of a sudden here I am like crying. I like everything. And like I could watch like a Disney movie from childhood and like lose it. <laughs> and that's how I came out actually. Is the emotions got too powerful. And one day I was like crying in the bathroom or something. And my family was like, what's wrong? And like, I called my grandma saying, oh my God, I was in the bathroom crying. She was like, why? And I was like, I finally just said, oh, well, I started HRT, the transition. And then, oh my God, it went bad. It was the worst ever. She said, I would rather you die than transition. And that was my grandmother. <laughs> my literal family said that shit. And like, that was a bad day. And my emotions were sky high. So I, it scares me to this day to think about that again. <laughs> so what did you do when your grandmother and your family rejected you? How did you deal with that? How did you cope? Just so our listeners who may be rejected mm -hmm. by their family, who may have the courage to be themselves, maybe you could give some some coping skills yes indeed first of all I did not cope well I didn't cope well at first I had an emotional outburst to death <laughs> I screamed at the top of my lungs on the phone and I threw it against the wall that was not good but it happened so I let the emotion out I guess you could say that was step one okay <laughs> but don't throw stuff at the walls 
but do wet it out. Okay. <laughs> like instead of letting it be bottled up. <laughs> okay. So so feel your feelings. Yes. Okay. And then how did you come to terms? How did you come to terms with your family? Um, and you know, what did you do? Like, did you leave? Did what did you do? Oh. For, I, like at first I kind of got lucky because I had accepting cousins my, my grandma and stuff rejected me but I lucked out in my place in Queens had accepting cousins and so I kind of leaned on them for a while and that made me feel much better it was like I kind of had like this safe space away yes. from the other family Yes. so having accepting family kept me like in this bubble from the bad family right. and then they communicated with the bad family what I was doing for me because they wouldn't talk to me but they would talk to the other family right and so as time went on eventually my grandma finally called me to apologize wow that's huge yeah after the after the um the good family the accepting family communicated to the bad family they were kind of like okay like perhaps she's not so bad if they're saying this stuff so they kind of helped explain it and that kind of moved it forward. Okay, fantastic. I also leaned on Callan Lord. I went to Callan Lord, like, I had a therapist, too. Okay, so Callan Lord is a center in New York City, for our listeners, that is LGBTQ-friendly. It's an amazing center. Callan Lord, C-A-L-L-E-N-L-O-R-D-E, Callan Lord. Uh, if you don't live in the area, you could look them up for resources and assistance. They're amazing. But yes, they helped me so much through that situation. I will party soon. <laughs> they helped me so much through that situation. Because there was a lot of tears shed. And a lot of like bad things and bad thoughts. Yeah. But like, Calvin Ward, I had a therapist. And here's the good thing about New York that I miss. Is yeah. my health insurance... It covered everything. And I got that before I had a job. I went to Callum Ward saying I need insurance, and they hooked me up. Yeah. Like, completely for free. I didn't have to pay anything. I had hormones for free, therapy for free, doctor's visits for free. Right. And so that was my hugest resource up there at the start of my transition. And then, of course, I went to the center, too. The center in Chelsea was amazing, which is how I met Andre eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, isn't that so amazing? Like what healthcare can do for somebody, mm -hmm. somebody completely distraught, has no chance of anything, and is given free healthcare. And if you could see her smile, if I could like put that on the yes, podcast, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. Um, so I'd like to talk about, I remember when we were in New York City, we talked about um, passing for you, and you weren't passing at the time, and you shared with me some of your opportunities and struggles just simply walking down the street not passing. And I know that's a taboo topic in the trans community, so let's go there. Right. Like, what would you, how, so passing, uh, talk about that for yourself if you would. Passing in general is being perceived as cisgender to where people don't even suspect you're trans or no. And so like, yeah, it just, it's passing. Like that's the word it means, passing as cisgender, as not as trans, but as the gender you present as. 
and yeah it's like it was it is super important to me to this day but the only reason it's important or ever was is being black in the trans community like all the murders happening are towards my side of the trans fence in general white trans girls are okay you know but like when it comes to latinas and like black trans women we're getting killed like fucking crazy every single year and so that motivates me not wanting the cis people to catch on right if i spoke in my old voice which you remember from back then i did <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't work out like still i'm thankful given how late i started at, after 26 that i've been generally fine to like being in bathrooms and shit like i mean like not literally i meant like being in bathrooms and stuff <laughs> but like i've been fine at the beach and shit like that i'm always motivated to work on make like to just pass it gets annoying and stressful though because sometimes you just want to fucking show because that thought's always in the back of my mind that if i swoop even once i can be beat up assaulted yelled at and I do still slip up anyways you know because it's not a perfect continuum there's always that person who will try to find there's always that crazy ass transphobe motherfucker right who will who's insecure as shit who like listen here dude it, like if you can pick out features from fucking me you're looking at some shit at home and not working with your own insecurities well enough right right and like you get those insecure ass motherfuckers when you're that's when you're walking down the street and you have these broke ass people yelling at you and shit you know saying shit like you know oh i can tell you're a man and like following you and yelling at you homophobic slurs and all that shit or following you in their cars it's all happened to me you know Thankfully, it's gone way down. Yeah. It happened a lot more up in New York right. when I looked more masculine and had the old voice. I remember. Yeah. That's when I couldn't even take the fucking subway without somebody yelling. Right. And let me tell you, people don't like to say this shit. You want to talk about fucking taboo? People yeah. don't like to say this shit. Right. But the motherfucking black community is shit when it comes to LGBT. Okay. Right. For some reason, we are the most homophobic and transphobic minority community I've ever witnessed wow. like it's gotten to the point where I am like more in line with like white people and scared of my own people because it's only my own people who have a problem with me like and that goes for Spanish and black it's only those two that have a problem with me so far yeah only <laughs> thank you for sharing that so, imagine, imagine you choosing to be you in the face of all of that. Yes, bitch, I'm here. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> I, I have seen resilience, people. I have seen resilience. <laughs> and her name is Anne. <laughs> so, um... I'd like to ask I'd like to ask you like so you're choosing it you're Puerto Rican you're African American you're choosing to be you a hundred percent like by being you is there anything else that you 
feel to do or be to assist in the transformation of the African-American community being more accepting of you? What do you see there? I see that it is very tough because people are stubborn. What we need to do is we need to be the next generation, my generation of course, needs to be the next one to start taking that shit out of the community. Because I look on Twitter and I see all sorts of cis black women supporting girls like me. And that's what we need. We need the cis people of the community to support us too. And that's gonna help normalize things and change. Like, oh my God, LeBron James had a tweet supporting Pose, which is an amazing show. The cast is actually here tonight at Stonewall and they're gonna be on stage here too. It's an amazing show and he supported the trans women on that show. Wow. And I was like, that was big to hear an NBA basketball player who's black yes. and cis and straight say he supports trans women. Yeah. So stuff like that is gonna help move in the direction of acceptance. How does it feel for you? How does it feel for you to be supported like that? It feels amazing. It feels like I'm not like hated anymore because yeah. I grew up in all that homophobia from my father and my grandmother and family, and it feels good when finally I don't have to be scared of somebody who's Puerto Rican or black because they're accepting. Right. And it feels better. It feels like my skin color isn't something that's getting me killed or hated anymore. Like. <laughs> Yeah, so listeners, imagine being yourself, not necessarily passing, and walking down the streets of New York City and being ridiculed, laughed at, yelled at, being physically abused, being beaten, just for being you. Like, that, that's what Anne's gone through, so... When, when I say the word hope, what do you think of hope? Hope, I think of a nice future where I'm living all my dreams as if nothing even happened. Because why did it become such a big deal after my transition for me to do the same shit I used to like? Right? Yes, yes, I love it, I love it. Okay, so I have a, um, an exercise for you. So you ready? It's, it's, we're going to do a little improv. Are you ready? Oh dear, alright. <laughs> so, imagine you're at a bus stop. Uh-huh. Okay, and at the bus stop, you're waiting for the bus to arrive, and there's a group of people around you, and it's a mixed, mixed variety of, of humanity. What do you most want for these people to know about you without you saying a word? What do you most desire for them to know about you without you saying a word? That I am fly as fuck and pretty and awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm super vain. I, I, I like to look good. Well, I was going to say, what I want them to know is your heart. Because I know your heart, too. And that, that, that inside of your heart is all of that. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> okay, great. All right, so thank you for that. So now we're going to do a visualization. You ready? We're going to do a guided visualization. Okay. So do you trust me, Anne? I trust you completely. I've known you for like a while now. <laughs> okay, good. All right, so close your eyes. 
And uh, listeners, I'm going to ask that you close your eyes as well. So where Anne and I are, we're in the middle of a park, in the middle of Pride. So we're doing this guided uh, guided meditation right here in the park. So listeners, just know that wherever you are doing this, it's perfect too. So here we go. So your eyes are closed. Imagine being in your city and coming out is a no thing anymore. Being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer is a no thing anymore. And just feel like that. What does that feel like in your body? Just feel it. It just feels amazing. It's such a relief. Okay, we're going to keep going. So now imagine the entire state that you live in. Coming out is a no thing. Oh, my God. That's right. So just just stay with it. Stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now the country that you live in, coming out is a no thing anymore. Imagine that. that. Change everybody's imagine. Life for the better. Let me tell you. Just, well, hold on. We're anchoring it here. Just, you just got to feel it. So just keep bringing it into the present moment. Imagine living in your country and coming out is a no thing anymore. And now visualize the entire planet, the entire earth coming out is a no thing anymore on the planet. Who are you talking to? Guys, I love your What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Imagine. And how is the world operating? Imagine that. We're coming out as a no thing anymore. What is the world operating like? What does it feel like? What is the, the air like? Okay. And then what does it feel like in your family? Coming out is a no thing anymore for anybody. And just keep breathing that in. And then as you're ready, gently open your eyes and come back to this present moment. And just know that you can do that guided meditation at any time, at any place when you don't feel peace. You can bring that into the, your present moment no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. So how was that for, your, for you, Anne? Is there anything you'd like to share around that meditation? That was incredible. Yeah. I saw a world where I was just talking about my goals again. Uh, <laughs> what are your goals, Anne? Let's go. All of us listeners are listening. I'm listening. What are your goals? I miss doing musical theater. And like... I wouldn't mind being back on stage, but it's such a big deal after transition to be on stage, like even post-op, because like, yeah, it's just different. <laughs> okay, well, we're imagining that it's a no thing, that, that your dream is possible. Yes, indeed. <laughs> is your dream possible? Yeah, well, it was possible in that world. It is possible in this world with a little more hard work. Yay! So it is. Okay, and so <clears throat> for all the listeners, if you would do like Anne and just, what are your goals? Like Anne said, gosh, I, if it's a no thing, I can do my goals. So listeners, it is possible. What are your goals? What's important to you in life? Go there. Focus on there. Hold that vision. Don't worry about what other people think. What, what matters to you matters. 
You being on the planet matters, okay? We love you. Let's say we love you on three. One, two, three. We, we love, love you. you. So being here matters. If you need assistance, get it, okay? Contact your local LGBT center. Get assistance, whatever you need. You're important. You're here. You're here for a reason. You matter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Trans. If you'd like to contact us, our email is beyondtrans at gmail.com without the E. Keep the E for yourself because you're excellent. So it's B-Y-O-N-D-T-R-A-N-S at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I love you. Namaste.